Welcome to the day-old podcast that's so 90s nostalgia nuggets minisodes where Dustin and Jeff talk about everything 90s. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Dale Mini Podcast, the That's So 90s Nostalgia Nuggets, uh, Episode 2, Video Games. It's Dustin here and me, Jeff, and today we're joined by Rocky, and maybe Will, he might join. We'll, hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, he has a masonry worker at his house, so he uh, has company. Uh, but we'll just start without him, and we'll, we'll lead the path. Uh, should we start? At the beginning, at Super Nintendo. Well, that's not the beginning. Well, the beginning of the night of the '90s video games. Was the NES made in the '80s? It was made in '89, so right at the cusp of uh, oh. '90s. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Nintendo. SNES. I never. SNES. I never had a Super Nintendo. I, I had a, the original, and then. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Same here. I just had the NES. I had a Super Super Nintendo. Tell us how cool it was. It was yeah. fun. It was one of those ones where you had to hook it up to the, uh, like, uh, coaxial cable, and then... Oh, sorry. Uh, that was... Uh, and then you had to co- connect it through the AV outlet and the right outlet, and then you had to connect the cable outlet through, like, the... I don't know. It was fun, though, but there's a lot of there's a lot of games that were pretty bomb on that, and I enjoyed it. I don't know. It was a fun system. When you're a kid, you it's video games or video games. It was insane how many buttons it had on the controller. Like, yeah. There's more than I two. Guess. What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Joystick or like ColecoVision back then, it was just like just a joystick and like two buttons. Now it's like what? Up, down, left, right, and then the two bumpers, and then X, A, B, and Y, and oof, and then start and select, too. Yeah, it's too much. I just need A and B. Mario World, and then there was also there was Super Mario World Legends Link uh, to the Past. That was always a a classic. There are 14 buttons on the PS4 controller, not including. Oh wait, in the middle button, that's 15. And then start and options. Well, the options in like the start thing, that's 17. Hmm. That's crazy, man. So many buttons. What do you what do you even do with all those buttons, man? I counted each direction as a D-pad. Of the D-pad as one button, though, because fair enough. That's yeah, up is a button, down is a button, left is a button, right is a button, right is a button. You know? Okay. Have you? Uh, so you guys didn't play Super Mario? I played the original, like on the uh, Nintendo. The original Nintendo, I did. Okay. What about this? that so those are some mario just music from mario yeah those are different super mario yeah well i played that but i just never had it i played it i think last time i played that remember that dude jane gray here or whatever his name was ah yeah i played it at his house yeah they had what was it except for super metroid was good that dude was a bitch that dude was a bitch (laughs) he was crazy yeah how do we know him and what Uh, did will say just now I don't know. Her dad is about to leave. Hang on, I'm sorry. Oh. Let's see some Super Metroid, Donkey Kong Country. Why is that echo coming from? There's going to be a lot of editing in this. Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> it's on <not> top. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll just move on with some Super Nintendo games. We got a Super Metroid, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Chrono Trigger. These were, I don't know, I played a lot of Super Nintendo growing up. But like uh, Most of it was Super Mario World and then Super Metroid and Donkey Kong Country. A lot in Donkey Kong Country. And do you want to know what the top grossing Super Mario World uh, or Super or Super Super Nintendo games were when they came out? The top selling ones. Obviously, I just gave it away. Super Mario World was number one with 
20 million copies sold. That's a lot of million copies back in the 90s. Yeah, it came out in November 21st, 1990. It was the day before my third birthday. Hmm. You almost share it with Maria. Maria. <laughs> uh, number two was uh, Super Mario All-Stars with 10 million copies. That came out in 93. And, and what, then Donkey Kong Country with 9 million copies. What was Super Mario All-Stars? Uh, I believe it was just like one of those... Uh, kind of like a mix and mash them up kind of game where it was a bunch of the characters and it was different like worlds and like fun games it was like the pre predecessor to a uh, super mario party or whatever okay was it like smash at all no it was still like mario games but there was like it wasn't the conventional go through and compete the, the things like a mario game you had like different options and different game th- things you can play and stuff like that right on yeah and then we have, what was it, N64 was next after that, and the Nintendo stream. Did you guys have a Nintendo 64? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That was, that was <laughs> I feel like, uh, I don't know, that's always, like, the controller always gets me. It's just a, such a masterpiece. Do you remember when they came out with the controller S that was, like, a two-handed controller? No. no. It was pretty dope. Uh... They discontinued them, and I had one, and I loved it, and I just, I played it until it broke, and that was one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> Why did it break? Just because yeah. I played it so much, like, joystick broke. Just normal wear? Yeah. I hated the, the uh, what was it, the N- Nintendo 64 controllers with the joysticks, if you left them on, their, on the joystick side down, like on the ground... Those joysticks, they, like, tweaked like it was nobody's business. They were so sensitive that you had to keep them upright at all times, or else they would, like, you know, when you're playing, like, GoldenEye, you'd always be running to the left, and you'd have to, like, you couldn't control where you ran because the controller was just tweaked. Yeah. And GoldenEye, the yellow buttons, you could move with those sideways. Mm -hmm. Like, increase your speed or whatever. So the real masters of that game would play it like this and and shoot with this finger oh. and then use the joystick like this. But they would control the yellow buttons like this. Interesting. And that's how you get good at fingering. <laughs> <laughs> Showing off your your appendage prowess. Yeah. All the great fingerers had N64s and played them like that. <laughs> Hey, bitch, look what I can do with my fingers. I can get odd job. Look at that. I'm going to shoot odd job. Chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> Old night. That was a, that was a, I think that was probably my favorite Nintendo 64 game. I'm going to make you shoot a golden shower with my golden gun. <laughs> that sounds It was fun. like my only N64 game. It was one yeah, of my main ones. You put on like paintball mode. It was what? One of my main N64 games. The other ones were pretty much all Star Wars games. Uh, Shadows of the Empire, which was in, in it was way ahead of its time because um, there was a really intense code that you could put in, and it would put it into debug mode, and then you could change the gravity, you can change like your jump power. Um, Pretty much any parameters of the game you can change. What is the game about? I've never heard. I don't know anything about it. It's. Oh, oh hang on. That's... Yeah, I want to hear about it. Just one second. Turn me down now, Will. What? Okay. We're now joined by Will. Uh, he's here. We're talking about Nintendo 64 games right now. Nintendo 64. Shadows of the yeah. Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Fuck yeah, dude! That ATSD scene scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. When you fight, when you fight one of those on Hoth. Justin was about to tell us about the parameters of the game, so like, I don't know how it was. Go ahead. Well, it was a. I don't know if you guys remember it, but it was uh, insanely hard. So if you think about the Nintendo 64 controller, you had to have one hand on each side of the controller holding down certain buttons. And I had to use my chin. And you have to hold the joystick like halfway to the left. 
and you hold it there for five <laughs> seconds and then it'll beep and then you go halfway to the right it was the whole thing but it was well worth it and you even got to change like what ships you flew as you could fly as uh, x-wings and tie fighters instead of dash randar's ship he's the main protagonist mm -hmm. why did they make it so that you had to do things with your chin on a controller so it's more rewarding it's like well. i told a lot of people about it and uh a lot of people called me a liar because they couldn't do it oh okay it's impressive it's like a challenge Most impressive. i've never played the game me neither you never played shadows of the empire it's no. fantastic maybe, maybe sometimes if we're hanging out i can bring my 64 we can play it no the, the, no <laughs> i'm not saying in the near future because decline um, the scene with uh, IG-88, that also scared me, and that was really hard. <laughs> the scene, I think it's on uh, Nar Shada or something, and it's like a train sequence, yeah. and then you fight IG-88. Yeah, that was, that was really scary. Was good. Good. I remember episode one, pod, the pod racer, and I remember Rogue Squadron, and I played both of those. I just got a remaster on um, PS4. You can download Episode One Racer, and uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then they had Racer Revenge. That was a sequel where you're like Sobulba, and it's like ten years later, and you're I don't know, you know, doing some more racing. I think. <laughs> yeah, back into racing. Yeah, that's what you do. Come out of retirement yeah. as Sobulba. He did have Is the it? coolest pod racer. He did. Yeah. He did. The sound design in those games was really good for the time. The they took all the sounds from the movies, and you know it was really cool. But you, it wasn't just Tatooine. It was like, well, they mentioned Malastar in the movie, but you could race on Malastar and some other planets. Kind of wish they would do like a new version of that. I think that'd be pretty neat. Maybe they will with all the Star Wars craze going on right now. They look and they're, and they're remastering all kinds of games. Yeah, it's like the thing to do now. Easy about, money. What about Wave Race 64? Who played that? Me! That <laughs> it was just like, you're riding on jet skis, man. And it was cool as shit. Wave Race 64. Rocky. No. I think I probably, probably played it. Yeah. Arcade version. I was at the mall and all... Pretty much every arcade you go to, they would have a version of that. You guys yeah, like I mad remember. at me or something? Or no, what? not at all. <laughs> Everything at all. I say, there's just like this silence happening. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just, just like trying to talk over each other. Now I'm mad at you. Now I have to ask <laughs> that. Uh, what about Duke Nukem? You guys played Duke Nukem on 64? No, but I played it on... Oh, wait. I might have played uh, that on a uh, computer. computer. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah my friend computer. had Duke Nukem. And I played it on my friend's computer. And then I had Doom. I played that. Yeah, those are both really good ones. And they came out... Yeah, kind of. they both came out on the computer as well. And I think yeah, Duke Nukem came out on 64. It was better on the PC. I don't know why. Well, so was Doom. I think it's because they could be a little bit more gory and they had a little bit more freedom. Oh yeah, they just did what they wanted on 60, like they had to go through the Nintendo sensors kind of. In fact, on Super Nintendo, Doom came out and uh, the Super Nintendo version was a lot more censored than the um, Sega Genesis version, which they didn't give a shit about stuff like that. But the graphics were, were worse on Genesis and the sound design was worse. So it was like pick. It wasn't like a definitive version of that game, like where it had all the all the content, but also the best graphics and everything. You kind of had to just pick your pick which one you wanted to play. The Genesis version had all the gore, gore though. It yeah. Just, it just it just looked worse, and this and this and the soundtrack and the sound design was way worse. Well, didn't the PC version have everything? Yeah, the PC version was great. I can't imagine I playing that, that on a Genesis controller. That sounds awful. It's just it was compared to the Super Nintendo. It wasn't like Genesis overall had a bad sound like sound design, but like 
the compared to what the Super Nintendo could do, um, they just their the music was way better sounding on the on the Super Nintendo. You can actually find look up comparisons on YouTube and of the of the Sega Genesis Doom and the Super Nintendo Doom, and it's like really apparent <laughs> like how much how much more powerful the Super Nintendo was in that regard. Pull it up, Jamie. I remember that game. Give me nightmares. <laughs> what up, one of you? Stop funny. I don't know how to do that. Uh, okay. It's too on. much work. What am I doing? I'm just kidding. We can move on. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about Pilot Wing 64? That was a cool game. Um, after you're into flight simulators, because there was paragliding, hang gliding. Like, just a bunch of different gliding and flying you could do. Was it, like, a real flight simulator one, or was it, like, a, just, like, a fun, like, plane flying around kind of one, you know? It was just a fun one. Like, you have uh, obstacles to go through and, like, okay, time yeah. trials and stuff like that. Yeah. Rings and go through this and that and weave and... That sounds fun. I like those kinds of games. Yeah. It was yeah. like a just chill, relaxing, casual game to take your mind off the world. When Nintendo you're... 64 had a lot of those kinds of games. It would be like Wave Race 64, Dirt Road 64, and it could just like be like anything like, oh, this is just a racing game, but it's like random cars. This is just a jet skiing game. Just add 64 to the end of it, and it's boom, done. Yeah. And you could fill the market with whatever you want, such as Super Mario 64. That's Super 64 Mario 64. Mm-hmm. I think that was the game for the Nintendo 64. Why did it get really quiet? <laughs> I don't know. This whole time, I feel like it's been weird and quiet. Like, we're not the energy. We just, we're not, we just get. It just keeps getting silent after every. <laughs> There's a weird echo here and there sometimes. Do it's you guys hear tired it? in here. That's why. No, I'm it's t- tired. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Super Mario 64. That was a fun. That was the one where you could go into like the paintings and it takes you to the different worlds, right? Yep. Yeah. I never, never had that game either. I played it, but I never owned it. It was really impressive okay. how much how much game they were able to fit on that cartridge like uh just so many easter eggs and yeah things you could do that you weren't supposed to be able to do in the game like double jumping to this certain area past this thing and then you can go to an area that you're not supposed to be at and there's like a character up there that can like oh what are you doing hey go take this egg somewhere or something like that yeah you guys ever play echo the dolphin game yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> on the Game Gear? No. I played it on Genesis. Uh, yeah. I think I played it on Sega. I have a Game Gear. I think that's Sega Genesis's handheld system, right? Yeah. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a dolphin after that. <laughs> you are a dolphin. You're a beautiful <laughs> dolphin. Childhood dream come true. I mean in the uh in the in the uh in the the LGBTQ community, uh, you're a dolphin. Is that a thing? You can be whatever you want to be. Because <laughs> you're bald, I don't know. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. For Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh, that was a classic. I don't know how many times I played that game. I remember how many times I played it. How many? None times. What? I played it for the first time, like, just a couple years ago. Yeah, what'd you think? Is that in the 64? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Where you been, Bo? <laughs> well, like I was... I said this before we got here. The only game I really owned for the 64 was James Bond, and I was obsessed with it. And then I was obsessed yeah. with James Bond for, like... And he learned how to finger by playing Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> so he learned to finger good. <laughs> but I was obsessed with James Bond because of that game, and I only played that game, and then I pretended to be James Bond. <laughs> it's weird that that game came out like uh, two years after the movie. You'd think it would have been like they would have like it was a tie-in. It came out the same year as Tomorrow Never Dies, actually, uh, Goldeneye. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. The, 
Yeah, it, and then they made a Tomorrow Never Dies video game that kind of sucked. No, I didn't. I no one, that. No that one was one so that. bad. It was because it was third person, and it was just not... They didn't just... They should have just stuck with the GoldenEye formula, for sure. You know what game was but, uh, really good, though, that was third person in James Bond? Was that uh, Everything or Nothing game? It was not in the yeah. 90s, but... Yeah, they did a good um, job. Well, that because it was an original story. The original story, and they got Pierce Brosnan. Um, but um, uh, Zelda, though, you know, I I mostly experienced that game vicariously through my friend Patrick, who had a 64 at the time, and uh, and uh, so I would go over there and play it. But what I did play more was Majora's Mask. Mm, um, yeah, that one was really that one was like darker and. Um, really scary compared to the first the ocarina of time um oh yeah it's a lot more grittier than because ocarina of time is a lot brighter and it has those moments where it's like ooh, scary but majora's mask was like it like put a shadow over the whole game whole thing there's literally like a, a death moon that was coming to destroy the earth that got closer and closer in the sky in fact if you play super smash brothers that's what you oh, see that's what that thing going. is yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. That was the shit on 64. Yeah, I had that still on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember going to uh, someone's birthday party and the mom put a bunch of games together and stuff like that. And we just spent the whole day having an N64 Super Smash Brothers tournament in the kids' room and didn't play any of the things she put together. And we just like came out eight and then went back in the room and just it was just played going Smash like crazy. Yeah, just played Super Smash Brothers all freaking day, and she was so yeah. mad. <laughs> That's all we did at a friend's birthday party, party too. Hmm. Awesome. I, I mean, didn't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Still don't. Yeah, we're just acquaintances. Yeah. <laughs> my Nintendo 64 was my best friend. That's all I needed. What kind of yeah. Nintendo 64 did you have? I know that's a weird question because there's many different types. I had just the. <clears throat> the normal gray one. Standard. Oh, I have the black, black and gray. The black and the black and gray is this. Um, they had the. Uh, my friend Patrick had the kind of luminescent purple one, oh, like the see through. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Sexy. Cheyenne apparently was supposed to get the yellow one with the Pikachu on it that came with uh, Pokemon that, Snap. No, it came with the other. Pikachu game. Oh no! Hey, Hello, you, Pikachu. Hello, yeah, I came with Hello Pikachu. So she was supposed to get that for Christmas, but she saw it in the closet, and her mom got pissed and returned it, so she didn't get to have a Nintendo sixty four growing up. Dang, that sucks. Wait, because of one? <laughs> that's it. That's just, yep. That's I asked her. The course of asked her, I was like, ever. "Hey, did you ever have a Nintendo sixty four growing up?" And she was like, "No, we discovered it in the closet. My my sister and my mom got so mad, she just returned it and didn't get us anything for Christmas that year." I was like, "Wow, that's like, wow, that's it's a bit of yeah. an over, overreaction." I, uh, I one time oh, I found a, a piece of shit. My <laughs> one time I I found my it was the Power Rangers Megazord Megazord toy in the closet before Christmas, and I but then I felt guilty and I went and confessed to my mom that I saw it and I cried and she's <laughs> like, "It's okay, you came and told me," and I was like, "Yeah, it only I only I told her about it like an hour later." You know, and it's not like she took it away. She's like, "Well, you're not gonna get it." Then. <laughs> yeah, she's saying, uh, yeah, burns, bur- it burns it in front of me." <laughs> there's more. There's <laughs> there's many layers to that, which I'm not gonna go into. <laughs> Speaking of layers, what about Banjo Kazooie? <laughs> what? I've never Banjo heard Kazooie that. was the shit. You've ne- what? You ever played Banjo? Never heard there's of it. Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. And, um, I played it, but I never heard of it. <laughs> there was a, there were these really great platformer games. You play as like a, a honey bear with like a little like little bird on you. Like he's backpack. always taking it on, in his backpack. Yeah. What? And, uh, I had the first weird. one on my sixty four. You know, it was like a, it was like one of those kind of in the vein of wasn't made Spyro, by the same people. Like, with Spyro uh, and ba- Crash Bandicoot, you know the, those. Yeah. Platformer games where you play an anthropomorphized, uh, you know, animal. Arch animal. I've never yeah. played B- Crash Bandicoot either. 
Actually, I have played it because in Uncharted 4, there's a mini game where you can play that game. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what happens if you if you beat the high score on uh, Uncharted 4? Like, if you beat no. the score in the game? What happens? Nothing. The same thing that if, if you don't. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so don't waste your time with that. It's not worth That's it. That's a funny Easter egg. <laughs> Star Fox 64, did you guys play that a lot? I Do a barrel roll! But my friend did, and I watched them play it. I think I played it at friends' houses, but I don't think I've ever owned it. Yeah, I played it a bunch. Yeah, same. Good, Do a barrel good. roll! Is that where that comes from? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hoppy was my favorite. The frog? Yeah, of course they put all those... And it's funny, it's like, my introduction to so many characters from Nintendo and Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's weird, because like, I grew up with F-Zero on Super Nintendo, and then I played um, and then they had an F-Zero on, on 64 F-Zero X. And then, but I didn't really make the connection, the Captain Falcon, and then I, I played him on Super Smash Brothers, Captain Falcon, you know, Falcon Kick! You know, that guy. And I realized that that was the same dude from that game. And I, like, it's not like they show that dude very much in the games. Um, it's just, you know, but that was kind of a cool connection. I never knew that either. Yeah. I yeah. just learned that just now. Falcon Punch. I hate whoever plays as Falcon in Super yeah. Smash Brothers. By the way, I mean, as Falco, the, the yeah. Star Fox. Yeah. Star I love Falco. Yeah, I you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's your favorite Super Smash Brothers characters? Uh, go, Dustin. I, I, you know, I am one of those weirdos that never really got into Smash. Okay. Uh, say maybe. Jeff. Jeff. Yes. There we go. Okay, Rocky. Who's yours? <laughs> Samus. Samus. Or. And then before that, it was Marth. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what about you? Thank you. Uh, Ness, for sure. Yeah, yeah I knew you were going to say Ness. <laughs> Ness. <laughs> Ness is my boy. Is he he's Falco? just a. <laughs> Mine? No, yeah. it's Kirby. Oh, Kirby's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a piece of shit all around. Either choose those two uh, characters. No, it's not, it's not Kirby. I really, like, uh, I really like Falco. He's pretty great. Like when Kirby got Falco powers, it was just like a double piece of shit. <laughs> double piece of shit. Shitty shit shit. Stacks on shits on shits on shit. It's... I have to pee. Mm -hmm. So you can talk amongst yourselves. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay, we'll do this uh, Sega Dreamcast. Ah, uh, don't talk about the Dreamcast without me! Yeah, okay, well, fine. We'll, 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 talk about some, we'll talk about some uh, Nintendo well, 64 memorable mentions. I'll, me I'll toss about some memorable mentions for 64 real quick. So there's uh, Diddy Kong Racing, uh, Sucks, Conker's Bad. Way. I loved Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> no, I'm great. saying play it now. Play it now. I have it. Oh, on it's 64. terrible. And it's, it's terrible. terrible. But back then, it was the shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Conker's Bad for a Day. That was a mm -hmm. big game. Like the first like R-rated game in Nintendo 64. <laughs> That naughty naughty stuff. Uh, Pokemon Snap, which is always you know a classic. So I don't much know if you guys fun. That. So much fun. Very relaxing. Uh, it's insane that they haven't made another one. Yeah, They're no making kidding. another one. Coming out. Coming out for the Switch. New Pokemon Snap. That's the title. They just call it. They just put new on it. That's their thing now. It's just. <laughs> and then it, age, it, it ages terribly because then if another one comes out, it's like, what is this? Like newer, new, new. Yeah, twenty and years Pokemon later. Pokemon Stadium. Kind of sucks at naming things. Um, okay, you guys uh, play Pokemon Stadium? Oh, of yep. course. One and two. I still have two. Mm -hmm. That was the first one. It was fun. You stack your team when you just play like a random match and you just like pick the best characters and you just like, okay, I'm going to go dominate because it feels good to win. Yeah. It was Game fun playing against friends. Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium. Stadium. 
What about Gauntlet Legends? You guys ever played Gauntlet Legends? Mm-mm. No. Not a nerd. Sounds sounds made up. <laughs> it's like uh, you could play it to four people, and it was like there's like wizard and uh, archer and a knight, and like the different have different powers, and you just like go around collecting gold and like defeating monsters, and it's like above, kind of like like Diablo style where it's above the screen. Oh yeah, yeah, looking down. <clears throat> so yeah. it's like you could play four people playing at once, and it was a fun little game. You're making that up. You're making that up. <laughs> And then Shadow Man, which uh, we have that text message from a uh, from a fan about that game. Should oh, we? Really? I mean, we know who he is. Might as well mention him by name. Yeah, Todd Cadal. Sean? No, it's Sean. But he he likes to. We call, call him Todd Cadal. <laughs> uh, nice everybody, step. Sean. He. Uh, what did he say, Dustin? Do you have it up? I'm trying to pull it up. My computer is being stupid. Right here. We didn't already talk about PlayStation, did we? No, not yet. So he said <clears throat> there's a game uh, in '99 on the 64 called Shadow Man. I don't remember it. I don't remember if it was popular, but I played the hell out of the game. You were this guy that jumped between the world of the living and the world of the dead in New Orleans, and as you progressed, you unlocked these tattoos that had magical powers. It was the shit. That game deserves a remake. That does sound, it does sound cool. pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was reading it. It's like you're you're trying to battle like uh, dead or something like that. So you have these powers, and you go between the like uh, re- different realities, like different realms of the living and the dead. And it's look, it sounds really neat. It sounds really cool. Like the in, the uh, yeah. cover of it looked like almost like the Matrix meets like Killer Instincts. Hmm. I used to play Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct was a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, was a fighting game for the um, was it the Super Nintendo? Fighting. And uh, and uh, you played as like dinosaurs and like Jaguar Man, big apes and Jaguar. Yeah, um, it was pretty awesome. Um, Killer like, Instinct was the one was uh, you would, and then you, like, would, you would like fight like Mortal Kombat style. Yeah, well, you were kind of fight a Mortal Kombat. You were kind of like people that could turn into, like, animals. And then they had Primal Rage. I don't know if you guys played Primal Rage, but that was literally where you played as dinosaurs and, like, like big apes and stuff. And you could, like, you could do special moves where you, like, fart on them and, like, pee on them. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were that apes, game. You could do, like, a fart move. <laughs> it's oh, funny. Yeah. Okay, right. You're back, so we can talk about Sega Dreamcast now. Well, shouldn't we talk yeah, about PlayStation yeah. first since it came before Dreamcast? I was just going to ask what happened. Which order were they? Well, I was going to say the Dreamcast came out in 99, PlayStation came out in 95, and 64 came out a year later after that. So Dreamcast was part of the... What is it, Generation 5? But Generation. it... Um, <laughs> so Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube, and Xbox were all part of the same generation. And then PlayStation, N64, and Sega Saturn were part of the previous generation. Yeah. Sega released yeah. two different consoles? No, no. Sega, Sega Saturn came out in 95. Oh. And, and Dreamcast was its own thing? Yeah, it came, out, it came out... Four years later, it was it was their next generation console after Saturn. So it was it was the Master System, Genesis, Saturn, and then Dreamcast was their last console. What even then, was Sega Saturn? You know, it was it was a CD based, uh, 3D uh, video game system, just like PlayStation. It just it just PlayStation oh, yeah, just that's dominated. That's what it was about the Dreamcast when I got it. That was like, well, this is, it, it was discs. That's why. Yeah, I but, was like, but but Saturn had already had discs. You just didn't know. You just yeah, weren't familiar with it. But uh, it wasn't until the GameCube that that uh, Nintendo did discs. And weirdly enough, they're back to cartridges with the Switch games. But um, but uh, yeah, Saturn it had its audience, but and they had some good games on there. Like, uh, but it just it paled in comparison. The numbers were just well below sixty-four in PlayStation. 
I used to think that people who owned a Sega Dreamcast or Sega Saturn were just more elite gamers because I was just I was always just like that's, that's one of those correct. ones from Japan, so it's probably <laughs> like a super good gaming system. So they've got to be like for gamers who are like really good at gaming and want a better system. Then it's you know it's like people are like oh I only game on PC because it's the elite system. It was like yeah. for consoles. It was like I only game on Dreamcast because that has the best games. That has Dreamcast? Crazy Taxi and Sonic. You ever yes. play Blue Stinger? Uh uh-uh. uh. What was that like? What it was game was awesome. That? that was like I think it was my first RPG. Because the other day I said I didn't play an RPG until Knights of the Old Republic, but I think Blue Stinger was an RPG, and mm-hmm. it was like it was awesome. You were. On this island, you were this dude, um, and then this like laboratory that was doing experiments goes wrong, and then it infects a whole bunch of people, and they turn into like these weird monsters, and you have to fight them and survive and figure out how to yeah, solve. Do you the like talk? Do you like talk to different characters and stuff? You talk, and it was the first game that I ever played that had like actual. Um, audio for the speaking because in goldeneye you didn't have that it was just like mm-hmm. the text. sort of the text yeah game, but Rocky? Blue, blue stinger and um but the audio didn't match the people's lips because i think <laughs> it was made in it was made and like animated it for japanese right i'm pretty sure but then they didn't yeah. change the animation for English. So you would have like, where are we going? So it was and originally released in Japan, and then Activision <laughs> got a hold of it and, and obtained it outside of, for the rights outside of Japan. Yeah so, yeah, so what was weird about, and also what was weird about PlayStation was that it was going to be a partnership console, disc-based console be- with Nintendo and Sony. They were going to do that together, and so and then eventually Nintendo backed out, and so Sony was like, "Well, fine, we're going to still got to make the console," and so it just became their thing. And of course, now it's like huge, but originally it was actually a partnered thing with Nintendo. Nintendo wanted to keep their mainline series still cartridge based, I guess, but then they wanted to kind of experiment with Sony and make a disc based system. But then tiny discs, tiny discs, and then they just were like, "Nah." And now they're, of course, they're, they're big competitors. But, um, yeah, but Dreamcast was pretty cool. I love the, um, they had those memory cards that had little screens on them. Yeah. And you could actually, like, you could actually see, like, like how much storage was on there. And they had the little memory cards. On you could even, yeah, you could play games on them. There was a game, there was a mini game that you could play on the memory card for Sonic Adventure. That was kind of like a Tamagotchi um, like there were pets in the game Sonic Adventure, and you could collect them. And then on the memory card, you can like feed them and take care of them. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I've heard like, like you could like transfer stuff from your Dreamcast game from a certain games. You could transfer them and then put them on other people's Dreamcast games. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was way ahead of its time, and no one's ever replicated that. I mean, what about like Game Sharks too for the 64? Going back to sit Nintendo 64, Game Sharks, those were something kind of cool. You pop those into your controller, and it was like you could get cheat codes and like special things for your game. Yeah, cheat codes aren't a thing anymore, really. No, not they really. made the games really fun. I would have liked. I like to buy the buy the DLC. And- <laughs> I'd like to. Well, and even but even with like say Grand Theft Auto, it'd be nice if you could be in a game mode where you could just have a bunch of cheat codes on. Like in offline, nice. you not you can't do offline and or cheat codes in this offline anymore. I don't think to get like uh, you can do mods, but you can't you do, do mods, like you type into your like... cell phone. Remember, like in Grand Theft Auto Four, you could type in your cell phone, yeah, yeah, and text certain, yourself, certain things uh, and like awful ammo, god mode, infinite like... ammo, god mode, yeah, yeah. They don't do that anymore. That was fun because I used to do cheat codes and twisted metal all the time. Speaking of PlayStation, oh, I, I had I had all the twisted metal games. Um, well, except for Small Brawl, which was like uh, toy versions of... I don't know if you guys ever remember that, but they came out with a Small Brawl, which was like toy versions of the cars. So it was like your little RC cars versions of everyone. I don't know. No. They're, they're or Twisted cool. Metal Black. Well, yeah, that for the PS2, yeah. But I had the first that four... That game, Twisted Metal Black, it was 
I only played it at a friend's house, but you couldn't see oh. shit. That's None of the twists, all the twists in Metal Games are really dark and dingy, and it's like poorly lit, and you can and barely like four. shoot anything. Play, and so play three and four, they made them more cartoon, and I know a lot of people preferred the more realistic, like one and two, like gory right. and bloody. But then they, but I grew up with more like the the other ones, three and four, and they were more like brightly lit and more cartoonish, and they didn't take themselves as seriously. And I had a lot of fun with those. Um, I played all of them, though. They're really fun. I kind of wish, I kind of wish there would be an, an, a proper new one, proper new twist metal. That would be cool. Maybe one day. Mm-hmm. What about Spider-Man? Spider-Man Two. Enter Electro. Yeah, I had those games on PlayStation. Oh, I uh-huh. remember playing. Yeah, I think I remember playing a Spider-Man game, but I. I don't know if I owned it. I you're, you're, I did. You're, when you would shoot webs to go around the city, they just inexplicably would just go straight up, and you just, what were you attached to? It didn't really make sense. <laughs> the buildings, <laughs> duh. What else no, is Spider Man attaching his webs to? To avoid, like, you going to ground level because they couldn't generate that. Because it was big open world, technically, but it was only building tops and stuff. And so to avoid going to the ground, they had the plot. The plot was that so and so, like, Put a deadly neuro like neurotoxin like gas all over the city and you're trying to like stop it but if you look down below you just see like a, this fog a green could, mist yeah and I, it's like yeah you can't go below but they had all the villains in that game you buy out like scorpion and doc ock and um you know all the you know, craven the hunter and um and then they had a. Uh, they had Enter Electro, which, weirdly enough, that actually came out in... I guess we shouldn't really mention it, because it actually was one of the last big games on PlayStation before PS2 came out. That actually came out in early 2000. But, um... Yeah, those games were fun. A lot of fun with those. I remember I had to beat it for a friend of mine. There was, <laughs> there was some part where you're, like, in uh, big air ducts or something, and you have to escape mm-hmm. from explosions happening behind you or something like that yeah and he couldn't beat it and i had to go over to his house and beat it for him <laughs> so one time i brought it over to my 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 mom and dad were separated by then we were, i was over visiting and i was with my like my stepbrother and sister and then their cousins came over and i had my playstation hooked up and i had spider-man and i went to go do something i think i was at the pool with my stepbrother and then i came back and it turns out that the little cousin he was like six or seven he had erased my whole file on spider-man what i the wanted hell? to fucking kill him <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you didn't you didn't kill him still no i did so uh, yeah remember playstation and, uh, <laughs> games they came with a little slot for the uh for a memory card inside the case some some of them did at a certain yeah, point you just they put the memory card there yeah but yeah, he had raced everything. I was really mad. That would piss me off. My microphone keeps falling off my table, so here there's, we are. There's there's <laughs> the, the there's the classic PlayStation games, the Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and Resident Evil. Those are the classic. I feel like the PlayStation games. Probably yeah, Metal Gear Solid. That was a big. That was a big leap because the stealth, the stealth of that game was like really sophisticated for the time Two. You know, they had other metal gear games in the previous like for nintendo and stuff but metal i've gear still never played games. any of them me neither uh, i remember daniel being really into them yeah <laughs> yeah they're really we should get him on here to talk about it because he'll just talk your ear off about uh, it. yeah uh, metal gear solid <laughs> uh, i like those games so he, he one time <laughs> explained daniel. Those games are, those games are fun, but they're they're notorious for having really complicated plots. And I've one time he explained the plot to me of those games, and I was just like, "Holy shit! Like, what is with Japanese games and like having the most convoluted plots?" Speaking of that, have you ever played it? It was for the original PlayStation. Hang on, let me remember what it was called. Oh God, it was the spy game. Um, Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell. Or was it Siphon Filter? That's the one. Siphon, Siphon Filter. Filter. Yeah, <laughs> they had a couple of those. 
one remembers those anymore. Was a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome game. They were all, like, kind of like, after Metal Gear came out, there was just, like, this huge array of, like, these weird sneaky spy, uh, wear, wear night vision goggles and sneak around and use, like, tracking darts and tranquilizer darts and try and, like, choke someone. And then you got, like, the Hitman series came out after that and was a little more, like, you know, clever about it. Yeah. Tomb Raider, yeah, never... Tomb Raider went that route. Uh, Tomb Raider, yeah. After yeah. Siphon Filter and Metal Gear and all that. Yeah, it was a little more stealthy. Yeah, the first Tomb Raider had like freaking dinosaurs in it and stuff, and then they tried to make it more realistic later on. But, uh, uh, first Tomb Raider, mm, that first Lower Croft. It was like pointy, pointy boobs. Little <laughs> boobs. I loved it. But I remember <laughs> my friend had the game. Uh, but um, I watched him play it, and I was like, "Dude, this is cool! I want this game." But I would have had to get a PS4 or uh, <laughs> a PlayStation um, to play it, and I, you know, I just could not afford that at the time. I was not making much money at my job of going to school. <laughs> me neither. No matter how much I hassled them about it, they wouldn't pay me to go to school. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I remember playing Silent Hill as a kid. You mm-hmm. get that first, that first thing where you're going down the alley and you see like that wheelchair with the spinning wheel, and that's like turned over, and you're like, "Oh my god!" And you hear like dogs barking, and you actually you just have a flashlight, and it just scared the shit out of me. That game. Yeah, the second one was scary too. They also had a really there was a really scary series that they did on PlayStation called Parasite Eve, and that was really scary. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers that, but. They never did a. They never did a new one on the newer consoles, but yeah, those were scary games too. But yeah, Resident Evil was my my main my main one because like the what was scary about the third one was that it wasn't just zombies, like mutants and stuff. They had like this specific guy Nemesis who was like specifically after you, so you'd be just like you know going in this PlayStation, which by the way has like all these puzzles to like get into different rooms and stuff. You're like, who designed this PlayStation? And like. <laughs> But you're like going about your business, and then suddenly you just hear a, a window break downstairs, and you just hear stars, and he just comes up the stairs and like runs after you. It was really scary. He says stars. Yeah, because you're a, you were a stars member, stars uh, oh, okay. special forces, and he's after like because he holds them responsible for like what happened to him. So he's like, did they remake that? Yeah, I, I'm okay. playing it on PS4. Yeah. I thought it was his shape. <laughs> I love stars. Triangle. Hatred. I just like to announce my favorite shapes before Hexagon. I Hexagon. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing Resident Evil games on Dreamcast and like being alone at home. Like Code Veronica. Code Veronica was one of the big ones. And then it just scared the shit out of me and I had to turn it off, turn all the lights on. <laughs> And that's when you pop on like some freaking Rugrats, or you try and find cartoons going on at night, so you can, you know, take your mind off of it and not think about the fact that you just saw a bunch of scary stuff. Yeah, Biodome was my go-to happy place movie. Polly Shore, I love Biodome. You guys in Biodome, I swear to Christ, it's a good movie. Remember that bit we did about Biodome? I forget what it was. That wasn't a bit. I love Biodome. Yeah, we did that bit way back in the early, early eighties. Early eighties. Yeah, that's when it was. <laughs> we're, we're in our forties, but uh, <laughs> what about Spyro the Dragon or Gex the Gecko? Did you ever play those on PlayStation One? Yeah, Spyro. Spyro was another was great. great platformer. Like nineties, that's when platformers were really. In their golden age, yeah, for sure. I loved it. Spyro was the jam. Like all those Spyro games were the bomb, and I love that they remastered it. And we, we got it. And uh, Cheyenne loved the fucking shit out of it. And like, it sucks that she didn't get to have a video game system because you would have like loved this game. Yeah, Shy got that for me for Christmas, I believe, last year. But anyway, yeah, we've been playing that, and it like it totally holds up. It's fun as hell. Yeah. It's hard. It some, of the, some of the getting some of the things are like there's some getting some of those jewels. It's it's about a dragon. You're Spyro the dragon. You go to this dragon world and there's like a, the first one's like a bad guy 
turns all their dragons into like these crystals and you have to free them in order to stop the bad guy and each time you free one of the dragons they become alive and like they tell you something to do or they give you power and you're, you're just trying to free all the different dragons and like the second one is like eggs or something like that i think or that's the third one egg eggs are attacking dragon eggs <laughs> like you have to find dragon eggs like baby dragon eggs but that was the uh, point is Rip you're Tor's just trying revenge, to yeah right? yeah but you're just like going and you're defeating monsters and trying to save the dragons from the bad guy and you know each there's different obstacles and platformer and you glide across canyons and you just stuff like that your fire Fun. i love the i always love the levels with the skateboard with the cheetah you remember those in the second one i don't remember that in the second, in the second one, you there's like this levels. There's the cheetah who is your like ally when you jump through time, I think. And you there's levels where he's like, hey, we need to go check this out. And he has a skate park, and you skateboard on all fours. You know, if you, if you're playing the remastered, you'll get to it. Are we still talking about the dragon? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're still talking about the dragon. You're, okay. I've never even heard of this game. I don't think. Spyro. Yeah. He's a little purple dragon. <laughs> little I'm purple sure guy. It's like if Pixar made a video game series. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Was there anything else that you had on Dreamcast, Rocky? Being Dreamcast. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's pretty much the only game I had. I would get like one game and then obsess <laughs> over it, and that's all I played. Like on the sixty-four, like... it was James Bond. On that, it was Blue's thing. I think I maybe had one or two other games, maybe, but they were like. Cheap one-off like, games. Yeah, like, I had like for okay. Nintendo 64, like having like Quest 64, which is just this cheap fantasy quest game, you know, for Nintendo 64. I had mm. Soul Calibur on Dreamcast, which was a oh, phenomenal yeah. fighting Soul game. Calibur. Yeah, those games are awesome. Who's your favorite character in Soul Calibur? I don't remember their names. Like a big spiky yeah, guy with a sword. If you remember their, if you remember their uh, <laughs> weapons or stuff, I can probably tell you. It's like a big sword. Big. Oh, nightmare! There you go. The guy Wait. with the like with the with the half body that's like a nightmarish body. What game was Voldo in? That was in Soul Calibur. Yeah. Okay. That weird guy with the blades on his hand who like yeah. would do flexible stuff. Yeah. I like Maxi, the guy with the nunchucks, who was like. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> what, what, what was he like, Jeff? Bow, bow, oh, oh, bow, bow. <laughs> you guys remember Tekken? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Who's Tekken's your favorite great. character Tekken's in still Tekken? Going. I don't even remember the characters in Tekken. My favorite guy. Well, probably, probably the Asian guy. Martial law. Yeah, <laughs> that's what his name. <laughs> that was my favorite guy. But then there was also the kangaroo with boxing gloves and the panther with boxing gloves. I like to play as those guys too. Well, <laughs> while we're on arcade games, I did write down a few uh, fun. Arcade games from the nineties. Well, I know, but this is this fun little. Have you guys remember Revolution X in the arcades? Did you ever play that one, the Aerosmith mm. game? No. <laughs> I could stay. It was a it was a game by did? Aerosmith, and you're like trying to like fight the people <laughs> who are trying to kill rock and roll, and you're like, you, it's a shooting game, but it's Aerosmith based, and it's called Revolution X. It's really bizarre. It's similar to the Area Fifty One game, like the same style, but it's oh yeah, like I said, it's just just. Aerosmith, but Area 51, you remember that one? Yeah, Area I 51, remember that. I remember. Yeah, that was great. I think that's in every arcade probably now. That's the one that they've kept and just remastered. Yeah, I remember Time Splitters and um, House of the Dead. Age 64, all kinds of good arcade games. What about Lucky and Wild? Did you guys ever play that? That the buddy cop tacked their car in one? Nope. I remember playing it once when Mark came up to visit us. It's uh, You have two people. One side is the driver. And the other side is the it has the gun, and the gun is the controller on the dash, and then the driver has a steering wheel, and the driver has to drive while the person with the gun tries to shoot the person that you're pursuing in a car, and you're like a mm -hmm. you know cop duo. That's cool. Cops do. And that's really fun. Yeah, it was really neat. Or The yep. Simpsons was always a fun game for arcade. I was gonna say I played The Simpsons all throughout the '90s on arcade. Like, I would play The Simpsons. Pretty you have, like, The Simpsons, time. The X-Men, The TMNT, all the same style, like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like, the characters on the same screen you scroll across. There was yeah. an X-Men game like that on Sega Genesis that I played the shit out of. Oh, yeah. 
that I think I feel like that's the one where you had it start off with a Wolverine, Storm, Cyclops, and uh, Beast, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think I remember playing that at a friend's house, and you start off on like a street with against those big purple robots, the Sentinels. Yeah. The Sentinels. Yeah. Yep. And uh, speaking of, uh, but going back to like '64, like you know, because it was the first like the, that and the PlayStation, the Saturn were the first 3D graphics consoles, and so you know some of them held up more than others, and some even at the time some of them worked better than others. See, I had, I've been a big Castlevania fan throughout Super Nintendo. Like, I had Super Castlevania 4. Even when I had the original Nintendo, I had all the Castlevania games. But then they made Castlevania, made a couple of them for the Nintendo 64. And they were fucking terrible. I, I like, loved them. Yeah, and like, <laughs> you liked them? Yeah, I did. See, I had, uh, I had Symphony of the Night on, on PlayStation, and that was more like classic Castlevania. And, like, you played Alucard. And it was still like 2D. They had 3D elements, but elements, but you still, it was like 2D still. And I think Castlevania just naturally works like that. Like, because the 3D ones to me just were not like they were, the camera was all wonky and the graphics were just like, and there was no music, especially in the first one. They had, they had a 64 one. They just called it Castlevania. And uh, they didn't even call it Castlevania 64. It was just right. You would think that they would have. Yeah, that's what people refer to it as, but it's just called Castlevania. And it was just to me, it was just really bad. Um, I I prefer I preferred the the PlayStation versions of Castlevania for sure. But you you played them, Dustin. You liked them. I played the first one. I liked it a lot. Yeah. But I also liked Superman on Nintendo 64. I was easy. You to, did not. I did. No, I was. I was, was no easy was so to. <laughs> I was, was so easy bad. to but please. All you did. All you did was fly through rings. Was that game impossible to beat? Pretty much. I like flying you through like, rings. You were, you were, you were given like 2.5 seconds to like do a task after flying through a ton of rings. You finally get through that, and then it just something pops on the screen telling you to do something. You're like, wait, what? And then it goes away, and then you have like two seconds to do it. And then if you fail and you timer runs out after two seconds, you go back to flying through rings. And if you hit that bridge, you're stuck. You're stuck on, um, you know, behind that bridge for like a solid minute while you're slowly flying down. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. The, you get stuck on the geometry, and it's just. Is there any story to this game? I don't know. Something like about why we're. Uh... You're Superman. You can pick up cars. Yeah. Fly through rings. Yeah, but did you have to stop like somebody? Does. Yeah, probably Lex Luthor from being inside a car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get out of that car, Lex. Like, you know like, you should be like in this, there. There's this like video game historian who's listening, and he's like, "No, that's not the plot." I'm just happy he's listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. You able to tell you the uh, best-selling video games of the different systems right now? Sure. So no. I already told you Super Nintendo. Oh, fuck. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Uh, were you, did you hear well when I talked about Super Nintendo's bestsellers? No, I'm sorry. I missed Super Nintendo. Uh, Super Mario World sold 20 million copies. <laughs> that uh, makes sense. Super Mario All-Stars, 10 million copies. And then Donkey Kong Country with 9 million copies. Damn. You know uh, why then, Mario World made so many? It's because it came with the system bundles, too. So that, oh, that helped a lot. No, I mean, it was still a bestseller, even for people who didn't get that, but a lot of those were because, like, I when I got my Super Nintendo, it came with Super Mario World. So, <laughs> so for PlayStation 1, uh, the bestseller was Gran Turismo with 10 million copies sold. Hmm. Just under 10, uh, 10,850,000. Uh, the second is Final Fantasy 7 with 10 million copies. 10 million, I remember. 22,000. And then Gran Turismo 2 uh, is in third place with 9 million copies sold. I remember oh, Gran Turismo. Yeah. Yeah. Good creasing games. Have you seen the new one? It looks real. Gran Turismo 7 for PS5? I know. It yeah, that's the, that's what they're trying to do. Is, you know, I don't like it. I feel like you're there. I don't it looks like real. it. Did they you skip like 6? No, 6 came out. It just was under the radar. skip 6? They're like... Five and seven. No, there was there was Gran Turismo five, and then Gran Turismo oh, Sport, but they didn't. Sport. Yeah, they didn't. right. I guess Sport is six. They just that's annoying. <laughs> yeah, because it was the same engine as Gran Turismo five, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. 
It just had a different angle, but yeah, same same engine. So uh, Game Boy, Game Boy, uh, you you'll probably have this with the regular original Game Boy, Dustin Tetris, uh, which uh, sold thirty five million copies. Holy shit! <laughs> that came out uh, in June nineteen eighty nine. The original uh, Tetris with the for, with for the original uh, Game Boy, and then after that, of course, you know the, the guy that, that hmm? made Tetris didn't get shit from that because he made it in the Soviet Union. <laughs> didn't. And then the yeah, Russian you didn't get anything. Should do a segment on that in the regular podcast. You didn't get any. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. But monetary. But yeah, they were like, "I will take uh, the money from this, and you don't get any." And he's like, <laughs> "I made it though." They're like, "Yeah, I mean, but that's well, mine." <laughs> that's what happened. That's the history of Tetris. Tetris. And, then they, and then they collapsed, and then they're like. We don't have your money. We can't give you anything. Uh, okay. The next bestsellers are obviously Pokemon <laughs> games. Pokemon Red, Blue, Green was number two, and then Gold and Silver was number three. Man. Yeah, I've and never then when... played any of those. You're ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> For the Nintendo 64, the top three best-selling games are all three I own. Super Mario 64, which sold 11 million copies. Uh, Mario Kart 64, which sold 9 million copies, and Goldeneye, which sold 8 million copies. Goldeneye. I'm surprised it's not number one. Right? It's Mario. It's Mario, though. It's Mario's, Mario's the 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 Mickey Mouse of uh, of, Mar- <laughs> of Nintendo. Yeah, I still get people asking, like, do they have Mario on PlayStation? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. He's on Xbox, though. <laughs> he's on Xbox. Yeah. And uh, the yeah, three best sellers convince for someone to buy an Xbox. You're like, he's on Xbox, Mario. just buy an Xbox. And they're like, can I get Mario? And you're like, no, you can't. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> you should do that at your I should. Uh, but last, lastly, Sega Genesis. Number three surprised me for Sega Genesis. So number one is Sonic the Hedgehog with 50 million copies, obviously. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which is 6 million copies. And then Disney's Aladdin. Oh, oh, I remember shit. that game. I love that game. It was a good game. For Sega Genesis, it, it was yeah, hard it was, a, it was a great game, but it's like that. I was not expecting that to be the third best seller, considering how challenging it was. The Lion yeah. King was also super hard. I remember the. You guys heard about the double yeah. pack, right? That's come out recently of those games. I own it. It's they're just as hard right now as they were. <laughs> like they are honestly like just as insanely hard. I tried the Aladdin one, didn't get past the first level, got super pissed off, and have not played it since. <laughs> I remember playing uh, um, The Lion King on Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yep. know if it was the same game, but it might have just no. been a port. <clears throat> it, was, it was same but different, like same kind of concept, just like watered down. What about uh, strat guides? We have a little bit to talk about game ads and strat guides. What? Are, where, I get them sometimes. I didn't do that shit. What I do mostly though was get gaming magazines, and then they would have like sections, stuff that like was important, like little guides or whatever. <clears throat> I didn't have too many of the actual guides themselves, but I, I would get the magazines sometimes. They come out, no, they also come out with like a, they'd come with a disc or something with like demos for like new oh, games yeah. and stuff. And uh, the Game yeah. Informer. Mm-hmm. I game never Informer. got a Game Game Informer because I always know you got one and I could read yours. <laughs> or Steve always got one and I could read his and play his uh, whatever he got yeah but uh, yeah that was cool because I get a lot of my cheat codes from especially when the internet sucked back then and I didn't have the kind of access to it that I do now I remember like, the kind would, of time when you would print it out and so you could hold on to it or you would write it down I would literally like print a piece it out of paper. yeah I'd write it down from the magazine or I'd print it out and then put it in the game case like the cheat codes for like Twisted Metal and stuff mm-hmm <laughs> Yep. And uh, strat guides. I remember the only strat guides I ever had were like collectible ones. Like I remember I got, and this is way past the '90s, but um, the Fallout Three strategy guide because I wanted the map. And what I did is I had the map hung up on my wall next to where I played video games. So when I wanted to do something, I wouldn't have to keep pulling my map out in the game. I could just look over to my right and be like, okay. 
Okay, that's where I need to go. That's where it's at. Like head that direction, and you know, like, and yeah, they're mostly like the collectible strategy guides that I have. Yeah, I never got strategy guides in the '90s. It wasn't until I only got them for games that I was a huge fan of, like Halo and kind of back when yeah. I was an Xbox fanboy, yeah. it was all the Microsoft stuff. I think I was given them as gifts like by my parents who didn't know better. They were just like, look at this, it's video game related. And that's <laughs> yeah, a game I like. Game. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not using them. But thanks. <laughs> yeah, I remember a, a family member got me the video game guide, the strat guide to Pokemon Stadium because they said, Oh, it's one of them Pokemon. So I know you like that. And I was like, A, this is, has no value when it comes to Pokemon. And B, that's not a game where I need to know a strategy guide for. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> but still fun to look at the pictures, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks. This has uh, been Dale Podcast. That's a 90s Nostalgia Nuggets episode 2 video games. Thanks for having us. We have Dustin here. Will joined us. And Rocky joined us as well. We... Hope you had a good time, and we'll tune in next time for the next episode. Yep. Like, comment, Thanks subscribe, coming, write a review. It really does help us out. Yeah, yeah please absolutely. Do. Tell us about your yes. friends. Check and us out on tell Instagram, your friends about us. Podcast, follow us, share Find us. Out where we live, especially Rocky. Find out our address. Thank you, Sri Lanka. Thank you, Sri Lanka. Good night. 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 Good night.